Hey, kings and queens. Let's take a moment and talk about Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android operating systems. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. You can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. So stop scrolling and start listening. They have podcasts as well. You can explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, The Thing About Us, is there too. To download and use Newsly, just go to www.newsly.me. If you want to receive a one-month free premium subscription, use the promo code about us. The O is a zero, so it would be A-B-0-U-T-U-S. What's up, kings and queens? It's Zion. And today, we're going to have a little chat about the transatlantic slave trade. The transatlantic slave trade involved the transportation by slave traders of various enslaved African people, mainly to the Americas, for some people. The slave trade regularly used the triangular route that went from Europe to Africa to the Americas and back to Europe in a triangular form. In this middle passage, the route between the countries along the Atlantic Ocean existed from what most people think from the 16th to the 19th century. I'll be sharing with you all some unknown facts about this era. The Atlantic slave trade started a lot earlier than you think. Portuguese began trafficking African captives in the 1440s. So you can kind of see how information can get spun around so quickly. And in a way, I think it's done to keep Black people uneducated about these things. Because in any history book, it'll tell you that it was wrong. Any normal any normal history book would tell you that it's from the 16th to the 19th It wasn't initially a transatlantic slave trade. Enslaved Africans were bought to Portugal or the Atlantic islands like Madeira to work in agriculture before it was the so-called transatlantic slave trade. And the USA was not a significant destination for these slave trade. Slave ships. When we picture slavery, habitually we draw upon images of the American South. In fact, less than 5% of the victims of the transatlantic slave trade landed, um, touched touch base in America. Most enslaved Africans were carried to the Caribbean or to Brazil. 45% was carried to Caribbean and 45% was carried to Brazil. That small portion that was left was carried to America. So slavery was really just, it was a common thing back then and it was like something you really didn't think about. Like today you don't think about tying your shoes, but it was just the norm back then. The triangular trade wasn't always triangular. 
We commonly think of the Atlantic slave trade as a three-leg affair. Slavers sailed from European ports carrying manufactured goods, then traded those goods for captives on the African coast. Slavers then sailed to the New World, aka the Americas, and sold their prisoners and returned to Europe, completing the triangle. Much of the trade to Brazil, however, was bilateral. Slavers left Rio de Janeiro, headed to Angola, and came straight back to Brazil. The, the Atlantic slave trade lasted longer than you can imagine. The British abolished their slave trade in 1807, and so did the Americans. The trade continued to flourish, however, in the 1860s. Around this time was when the last documented American slave ship, the Catilda, touched down in on the American coast in 1861. I talked about this on a previous episode, so if you haven't listened to it, check it out. And the last known slave ship, period, was carried captives to Cuba and it sailed in 1866. So, this is where I come in. <laughs> Hello, kings and queens. Uh, so, we was talking once before about how and you actually brought it up about how a lot of information is being held back from black people, right? Yes. So what is stopping us from learning more accurate information about our history? A lot of it, well, not a lot of it, but the general platform of why it's not really happening like that is the, um, all the whitewashing that goes on. Mm-hmm. The whitewashing of the discovery of America. Right. And just things like that. And on top of the whitewashing, it's not really something that's popular in the Black youth to study these types of things. Not just youths, but just in the community. In, in the black community. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really popular to study these type of things because it's just there's there's a section of our community that is ignorant mm-hmm. and they don't really like to learn about these things. I don't care. Don't care. Don't think about it at all. So. You don't, you don't, I mean, uh, other than the ones that don't care, because some of, there is some, like you said, that, that do care. Why, why do you think it's so hard for us to find that? I mean, because we know there's libraries that has information. Uh, some libraries probably have more than others. Um, we also have search engines to where we can look up specific things may not always get a hit, but you, you do get some hits. So 
and me and you was also talking about how you start we start learning new information on yeah. top of the information that we was taught or uh, what we know. So then you like, well, then you start questioning all of it. You like, so I learned I learned this, but now I've learned something else. And it's not really parallel to what I what I know. So then you start questioning, well, is the new information that I found true too? Because some of the information that we do learn is from word of mouth. Because they've done they they they've questioned it as well. So then you're like, well, the stuff they learn, how true is that? So then so like for me. I start questioning a lot of stuff because I'm like, well, I don't, how, how do I know what is or what isn't true? Because I wasn't there. You wasn't there. Especially that, that part of history with the whole trading going on. Like, I'm, I'm sure we can find some books, some literature that, that does kind of dive into that. But with that being said, how much of that has been washed down by the time it gets to me or you? Um, you just really have to look back. Well, for me, not everybody, but I really, in order to like really analyze if things are true when I research and learn them, I look back to the things that have been confirmed 110%. Mm-hmm. And basically, groups that tell this history and their credibility, I really go to, like, my beliefs are things I think. Like, for example, the segregation. Mm-hmm. We know because we've seen videos, we've seen documents. We know people who actually lived through it. And they get told stories about their parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. They get told stories about their parents and grandparents get told stories about their great, 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 great. Well, not that far back, but yeah. And some more grace. <laughs> right, there. right, right. But it's really just the whole credibility of the group of which it's telling you. Like, you're not going to believe someone who just lies 24 right. right. But that's when we were saying, like, how do you know? How do you know? Because behind some behind some lie there is some truth. But how do you know? Just based on that. Is it is it the faith? That mean I mean I'm saying the faith is like you you want to take faith in believing what they're saying. 
You know what I mean? Because like I said, how, how would you know that it's not true? If you really wouldn't anything, anything really before the 1800s, mm-hmm. there's nothing really confirmed, confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I just—I don't think anybody really knows for sure, for sure, unless they have like personal ties and connections to mm-hmm. people who were from the area or or artifacts or documents. Right. Like, for example, in my history class, my history teacher, her great grandfather, she showed us a document of his census. Mm-hmm. From like 1930, mm-hmm. so like things like that, like documents that are confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Which is what would lead me to believe. I can see that. Yeah, I totally, I, I totally get that. I, I guess I'm just thinking about just, you know, when when we're trying to dive in deeper into it, you know. It, it it it's sometimes it, can, it it it's it's hard. It's hard, you know. Even with all, it, it's crazy. Like with all the information that's out there, it's like I want to believe this. I want to believe it, but at the same time, if this is true, this is this is heartbreaking. You know, but uh, what's it going? I was going to ask you something else. I don't remember. But yeah, I really like like the whole Clotilda, mm-hmm. the last American slave ship. You know that's a fact for sure because the ship is still sitting on the water. Yes, and and the answer and the ancestors children. The, Right, right. And then add another generation to that. Mm-hmm. And the ancestors anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what like kind of leads me to believe that. Because it's the ancestors that were on the Clotilda, mm-hmm. their great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren can be so accurate with information Right. Imagine how accurate they were, the, the actual ancestors, with information that was passed to them. Right. Their ancestors. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm why, with you all the way on that. That's why I believe it with 94% of my heart. Okay. Oh, I'm, so I was on a. I know. I remember what I was going to ask you. So I, I want to get back to. We kind of have got off, got off of it a little bit. The why black people are just not investing the time and energy to look into this type of information or any or any past information. Do you? And also, do you think if 
a lot of black people did, it, it would kind of change their outlook on life. You know, the decisions they make in life. I have, I, I'm one of the only people in my friend group that does deep research like this. Mm-hmm. And I told, I, I was sharing with one of my friends about information. I don't remember what it was, but he was like, well, that's messed up. And just didn't talk about it again. Right. So it's really about how you were raised and how much you're invested into it. Mm-hmm. Because the way y'all raised me, it, it kind of, it, what you're surrounded of, what you're surrounded by is what you're invested in. Right, right. So that's why I'm, I like, have such a passion about it. Right. I can dig it. I can dig it. I'm, I, I guess because I, I kind of, not as thorough as we put on to you. But I guess because I'm more passionate about just trying to find stuff. So I I kind of had a kickstart, but I kind of just took it upon my myself to keep going. So it's not like kind of like how we are with you, where we're like, check this out, read this, look into that. So, but I I get that. I get that. Uh, you got anything else? No, sir. But I do want to tell the viewers to look in. Just look in. Look into it. Look into Look into things that most people don't really look into. Do you, do you remember how many different trades there were, passages there were? The one that's talked about the most is the middle passage, especially like the triangle route, mm-hmm. what goes across the Atlantic Ocean. But the one I do think I will research more is this how the Portuguese began trafficking the captains in 1440, mm-hmm. nearly 200 years before people say the transatlantic slave trade really started. Okay, okay. I look forward to that one. Well, if you don't have anything else, we'll wrap it up, Young King. That is all we have today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email us at the thing about us. The thing about us five hundred two at gmail dot com, or go ahead and slide into the DMs or comments of the thing underscore about us podcast on Instagram, and lastly, on Twitter at the thing about us cool good job young king